Hi, it's Paul Ciliberto. Welcome to the podcast edition of this previously aired Ciliberto and Friends broadcast. If you miss Ciliberto and Friends or you want to hear something again, you can hear Ciliberto and Friends, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, let's get into the show. I feel alive! What happened to just getting high on good old clean life? Life is good! Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Ciliberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, it's 7.08, I'm Paul Ciliberto. Coming up this hour, we will speak with Executive Chef Jody Cummings. Dan Hoost will have our Sullivan County update. And uh, speaking of Dan Hoost, here he is. Good morning. Good morning, how are you my friend? All right, how about you Paul? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Just think about this. The storied career you had in journalism. Oh, boy. The storied career now you've had for years with Sullivan County. Uh-huh. You have now got the highlight of your career. The very first co-host of Ciliberto and Friends for 2024. I never thought of it that, like that way. That, you like that, that one? That's yeah. great. Yeah, it's not true, but it's great. Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think you had your own parking spot this morning? Oh yeah, I do every time I get here. Oh, at that's 7 a good point. There's nobody else in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, it was a good story while I told it. You know what I mean? I, I, I like a good story well told. Yeah. Something tells me you're going to be a little bit busy today. Yeah, today's a big, big, big yes, day. So. Let's, yeah. get, let's get into it. A big day every four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what's happening today. And then I know we've got our Sullivan County update coming up. But uh, as Mike mentioned, today is the day. Yep. Voters once again had said that uh, a majority of the legislature needed to be some new faces. So we are going to be swearing them in along with uh, some veterans who have been with us for a while. So I'm looking forward to it. We have in, uh, let's see, District 1, we've got Matt McPhillips, uh, which people may know because he had worked for Aileen Gunther's office, uh, part of the local McPhillips family, though his cousin Brian is our new District 3 legislator. District 2, of course, is Nadia Reich coming back uh, for her uh, next four-year term. District 4 is Nick Salamone. He's returning as well. District 5 is Kat Scott. A lot of people have heard about Kat. She'll be sworn in today. District 6, Louis Alvarez, who doesn't know Louis. Exactly. <laughs> District 7 is Joe Perello. Uh, District 8, uh, Ira Steingart had retired, and Amanda Ward won that seat. A lot of people know Amanda, especially in the Fallsburg area. And then District 9, Alan Sorensen had retired from there, and that is going to be Terry Bernardo from Rock Hill, who uh, actually was the former uh, legislator and chairperson in Ulster County, also a state senator, um, so brings a lot of experience, too. So I'm looking forward to working with all these folks, a very diverse group, uh, and I think that's a good thing, and I think voters will be well served. You know, the, the question is, what is normally the ramp-up time um, they're stepping in. There's a lot of issues to tackle. And uh, again, um, a lot of new blood, a lot of organization ahead. I know there was an organization, uh, kind of an organization, let's say, get together that that was held mm-hmm. with the uh, the uh, political party chairs. Um, what do you think would be a ramp up time for for 
a legislature? What have you seen over the years? My experience is that it comes in phases. The first three months are really just getting your feet underneath you. You, you campaign on certain issues, but you don't really understand the county until you're sitting in that seat. And then it becomes, a, to be perfectly frank, an eye-opening situation for a lot of new legislators of, you know, here's what's really going on versus what you've been told. Uh, then I would say after six months, they start feeling fairly confident and comfortable. They understand the rules of the legislature. But then I would say it's really a, a year out where they finally, I think, are in a position to be a truly um, uh, effective, uh, competent legislature. That's not to say they're ineffective or incompetent before that. It's just it's a big learning curve. This is 1,100 employees, over 40 different offices and departments scattered across a 1,000 square mile county. You've got to give some time to understand how this works if you're going to really uh, serve not only the, the people who voted you in, but the employees who depend upon you to make wise decisions. Yeah, it's a good point, and and I didn't realize when you talk about the uh, the amount of employees and really the the vast county that we're in geographically. Mm-hmm. But you know. those employees are so eager to meet mm-hmm. with and work with these legislators. Uh, I think that's the thing they need to rely on, and I, I I see that happening already because there have been some of them going around talking to the employees to really understand how and why we do what we do. And we have a great team. We have people who are really interested in making this county a better place to live, work, and play, to sound cliched, but it's true. And if legislators lean on that and lean into that, they're going to be able to make, like I said, wise decisions. So I'm very hopeful about that. Um, But at this point, uh, after all the um, fanfare is done today, they really have to roll up their sleeves and get to work. And the first part of that will be learning all that they can learn. Well, from the procedural standpoint, um, first part would be selecting the the chairman, Mm -hmm. right? And then uh, from that point on, uh, um, the committees. Yes. They have choices that they can make. They have uh, the first choice, of course, is is who's going to lead the legislature. So there will be a vote held today on a chair, a vice chair, and then there'll also be a majority leader and minority leader um, who uh, are positions of power and influence in the legislature as well. Whether that'll be contested or not uh, depends on what happens today. I've when I covered legislature for the Sullivan County Democrat for Oh, goodness, two two decades. I learned that you don't really know who's going to be in those positions until the very last few minutes. There's just like with Congress or the state legislature, there's a lot of talking that goes on ahead of time. And then finally, the vote gets taken. And it's then that you will know whoever it is. Oh, you know, it's my job to work with them. So uh, hopefully it will be a process, though, that goes fairly smoothly. If there is some dissent or debate that it happens in a decorous fashion and in its a healthy fashion, not something where it becomes any kind of personal attacks. And it can go either way, but I'm I'm choosing to stay positive and optimistic that we're going to have a, a chair chosen today, and uh, then we will move on from there in determining committees. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legislature determines uh, when and where they'll meet, um, and if they're going to keep the current committee structure or change it, that changes every few years. Some committees, like Veterans Committee, stay around. They're eternal. Other committees, like planning, sometimes that's split apart from economic development. Sometimes that's kept with 
with economic development. So it'll be really interesting to watch what happens today, and I encourage people to tune in. Uh, at 10 a.m., there'll be the swearing uh, in, and then 15, 30 minutes after that, they will have the business meeting, the reorganizational meeting. There will not be any kind of committee meeting this Thursday. That will be uh, set for the following Thursday, just again, to, to give this legislature a chance to get its mm-hmm. feet underneath it. You know, and, and one thing I want to do this morning, Dan, is I want to shine the spotlight on a county employee that's got a very important position that a lot of people may not know the background of what this person does. And that would be shining the spotlight on Dan Hoost, our oh. director of communications, <laughs> because uh, you have um, been well aware of the legislative workings from back in your journalism days. Yeah. Covering yeah. the first legislature. The very first one. Yep. Yeah, and been with it ever since. Just now in the the role on the on the other side of the door, as I mm-hmm. put it, uh, for the past seven years. And yeah. listen, it's been exciting. It's been a privilege. It's been an honor. Uh, I always keep in mind that thing my mom said when uh, I first got appointed to this communications director job. She was like, "Dan, remember." I'm a taxpayer. (laughs) And I keep that in mind all along. And what I do is that the taxpayers need to know what their government is doing. And my job is to get that out there. Mm -hmm. And like through your show here, I'm able to do that. And I really do get a big kick out of it. I don't know why sometimes, but I do. (laughs) Well, I want to talk a little bit more really about what you do about really the background of, of of your responsibilities, because a lot of people may not be aware of them, because it's something that a lot of people also may not realize. You do incredibly well, incredibly well. Hi, it's Paul Silberto. This week's Foster Supply Hospitality Word of the Week is Hemlock. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click on the Foster Supply Hospitality logo, list the Word of the Week, and you're eligible to win a $50 Foster Supply Hospitality gift certificate. Silberto and friends. Oh, that is just so much nonsense. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. <laughs> Good morning. 721. I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County, on this Tuesday morning. Yeah, I know. You don't want to keep saying Monday, right? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> nope. On this Tuesday morning, being that it's a Tuesday morning, that means we get a chance to chat with. Executive Chef Jody Cummings. Happy New Year, Jody. Happy New Year, Paul. How were you? How were your holidays? They were wonderful. I ate too many cookies. <laughs> okay, I know. I know you kind of alluded to that last week, and I was wondering if you yeah. had the leftovers yet. Yes, there were several hundred Christmas cookies. I, can, I didn't eat that many, but <laughs> I can only imagine. I always have to sample them as I go along. Well, that's right. A good chef samples the food, right? That's right. Okay. So speaking of speaking of food and yeah. the new year, yeah. do you have do you have any new year's resolutions related to food? Um just to continue to be careful with what I'm eating. Um and I guess that's, you know, I've been staying away from flour and 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 sugar. Um mm-hmm. and um uh, to uh cut down on spam once every 2 days. Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> No, I but, mean, basically, yeah. spam comes up in the conversation. It's a matter of at what point. So <laughs> exactly, it wouldn't, we know you. It wouldn't be. We know the you same. love your spam. Yeah. Well, for the healthy-minded listeners out there, I thought I'd give people some 
ideas or some guidelines or some fun, <clears throat> excuse me, fun thoughts for the, for the new year. The first one is what we spoke about when you speak about every few months, clean out your kitchen today or this weekend or perfect time of the year. Go through your pantry, go through your freezer, look at expiration dates, clean out your refrigerator. That's a great food resolution, regardless of whether you're going to diet or not. I think, you know, most of us have some type of food goals. That's the first thing. Um, secondly, really, actually, if you need to write down what your food goals are, is it to eat healthier? Is it to lose weight? And if it is to lose weight, are you going to incorporate exercise into that? Because that matters as far as how many calories your, you know, your goals, you should focus on your goals. So really write it down. Um, and then from there you can make a, a strong plan. I think some people go at it recklessly or without a plan and they just make it up of what they're going to do. And it's, and within two weeks they failed because mm -hmm. they have no, they have no structured plan. So it's really helpful to come up with a plan. How many days a week are you going to exercise? How many days a week do you want to really focus on eating healthier? Another one is to try, this one I really recommend, try a new food every week. If you've never had quinoa, try it. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. It's, I mean, it's such a great food. Or try farro or millet or one of those grains that are in the, you know, grocery store and you look at it all the time yeah. <laughs> or try kohlrabi people always if they see me in the chef coat in the produce section they always walk up to me with either leeks or kohlrabi in their hands They're like what do i do with this <laughs> so try a new vegetable try a new fruit you know there's all these new fruits so many you know newer not mm. newer but imported fruits um you also want it be mindful if you're eating, if you find yourself going to a lot of fast food and you're aware of it, try to set a goal that you're not going to go through the drive through lane. <laughs> you know, try to, try to baby steps, always right. baby steps. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're using that term because we spoke about this last week. I actually was on Thursday um, with Jonathan Charles Fox and Mike Martucci was in for Mid-Hudson News, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be really a resolution more so than what are your goals, because that way, um, you know, resolutions, you say, well, I blew that, so so much for that. If it's a goal right. and uh, maybe you, you, you're, you're off track a little bit, all it means is you just step to the left or to the right to get back Correct. on track. It's not Correct. really blowing things up. Now, it's not fair. We didn't ask Dan Hoos what his Food yes. goals were Let's for do this that. Year. Well, actually, I've I've been doing just what you said for uh, the past year or so. Where I, I you know, I, I grew up loving McDonald's, but um, I need to lose weight, so I, McDonald's <laughs> is not the place to do it. So I go just once a month. It means I haven't mm. deprived myself of mm -hmm. McDonald's and their wonderful caramel frappe. Sorry, I'm doing an ad on for them here, but <laughs> but the thing is that I only go once a month. I find that's a goal I can stick to. And it's right. really been helpful uh, in a way I never expected right. it to be. So what a wonderful suggestion because it works. Yes. Yeah. And I, like, that's a very good point, Paul, is if you, if you create it in the sense of goals and even, you know, there's all these fun calendars out there now and they work because, and even, even if you say, um, wow, I need to lose 20 pounds, I, get, focus on two pounds. 
don't say 20 because you're not losing 20 in a week. Right. But you could lose a pound in a week. So if you if you if you say long range, you know, by summer I want to lose 20 pounds because you're not going to like I said, you're not going to lose 20 pounds in a month. Then say, okay, I need to lose X amount of pounds per month, two or three. That's very doable. Yeah. And that's also doable through your diet. And I, I mean, you know, many, many people recommend exercise as well in conjunction. Yeah. But creating goals and using smaller steps, like Dan said, once a month is his. And I, and I will tell you, Dan, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love McDonald's too, and I grew up on it as well. And I have found that the less I go the less I crave it. Isn't that true? You know? Yes, I it's, feel the same very, exact well, way. It's a very craveable food. It's yeah. salt and it's sugar and it and it just hits all the spots. And the less I go, the less it's in my brain that I want to go. It's so true. That well, is, that's, a great, that's a great way to approach it, is, you know, again, smaller once yeah. a month. Yeah. Again, great tips, great information from Executive Chef uh, Jody Cummings. You can click on my Facebook page. Or Catskills News Talk Facebook page for my video on who's on the show this morning. Click right on through to Executive Chef Jody Cummings' Facebook page. Get more good tips, more information. Jody, we'll catch up next week, all right? Sounds great, Paul. All right. Take care. Executive Chef Jody Cummings at 728. Silberto and Friends. Day mornings on Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. Oh, you Charles Carroll. Oh, you love it when I ad lib. <laughs> 7.34, 26 till 8. Catskills News coming up at 8. <laughs> Catskills News headlines being brought to you by the Runaway Train Brewery. Big game, party platters and growlers to go at the Runaway Train. If you're getting ready already to gather for the big game, Runaway Train can help to make game day extra special. Email orders to info at runawaytrainbrewery.com. That's info at runawaytrainbrewery.com for pickup on big game day, Sunday, February 11th. Runaway Train Brewery, 2 uh, Chapel Street in downtown Honesdale, and online at runawaytrainbrewery.com. Com. Here's Mike Sakal. This morning is the swearing-in ceremony of the Sullivan County Legislature. It begins at 10 o'clock in the Legislative Hearing Room, the County Government Center. The swearing-in will be conducted by the Honorable Megan Galligan and Honorable James Farrell. Immediately following the swearing-in, the new legislature will hold their reorganization meeting. 32-year-old Samantha Ripley of Monticello arrested by Village Police on Friday night after responding to a report of a burglary in progress at a St. John Street office building. Responding officers arrested Ripley as she was exiting the building where she was found to be in possession of a long-handled screwdriver and 600 milligrams of crack cocaine. And Fallsburg Supervisor Kathy Rappaport concluded her final days in office as a symbol of appreciation, presented the keys to the town to several members of the community in recognition of commitment and service to Fallsburg. New Fallsburg Supervisor Michael Ben Simone will be sworn in, and the Town of Fallsburg reorganization meeting is scheduled for January 8th. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 8 on Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. I'm Paul Siliberto. Dan Hoost is here, Director of Communications, <laughs> Sullivan County. And, Dan, let's talk a little bit about maybe some of your day-to-day functions because, again, there's so much that you do that our listeners are not aware of. You're here once a month as a, as a, as a guest co-host. Once a week we have our Sullivan County update but still, a lot may not be aware of just the intricacies of what you do. 
Yeah, and it's different every day. I, I, listen, I got a taste of that when I was a reporter at the Democrat, where uh, every day was a different day. You never really did the same thing, even if you were working on the, the same special section you'd worked on a year ago. It was a different story. That's what I love about this job, too. Uh, for the past few months, my huge focus has been on working on what we call our chatbot uh, on our county website. She actually has a name, Sage, S-A-I-G-E, and I've given her a, a she, even though it's an it. Sage, <laughs> Sage um, you know, Sage, of course, sounds like somebody who has wisdom to offer and share. Uh, we or also, a female wrestler. Uh, okay, that, that too. But this one is spelled S-A-I-G-E. S, of course, matches Sullivan County. AI for artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which we've been working with Google. We are the first county in all of upstate New York to implement this technology through Google. It's their new generative AI solution. Uh, and then GE doesn't stand for anything. I guess in New York it used to stand for General Electric. But for us, it just it completes a very uh, cool name, Sage. And she is there to help answer questions on the county website. And that has taken a lot of effort. And it was myself and a guy in IT, Andrew McCabe, who really were assigned to it by the county manager to make that a reality. So that took up a lot of my time. But in between all of that, I also put out the press releases. I handle, we have about 17 social media pages. I have some folks who help me with certain um, pages, but like the main page, that's mine. And uh, then I also work on dealing with calls from media people like you, Paul. Um, also connecting folks with uh, elected officials at the state and federal level. Uh, I have a, a digital Rolodex that is probably a thousand or more names long, um, called from all those years uh, at the paper and also at the county. Uh, I will be starting work shortly this week on the county manager's newsletter. We also have an internal newsletter that I work on. And then on top of all of that, I actually do answer the phones and answer the door uh, in the county manager's office as need be. So there's always something to keep me busy, and I like the variety of it. I really am looking forward to working with this new legislature. It's a number of new people that I get to meet and to really build trust and and, uh, good relations with. I really enjoy that part of it. That that part of my job, I think, giving people information that empowers them, information that makes them feel better about who they are, where they live, what they do, that really is what keeps me coming every morning and why I look forward, I really do, to virtually every day I come into work. And I can hear the groans out there, people like, yeah, right, but it really is that way. Yeah. I, I get excited about it. And a lot of people don't realize the, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I have to use the term tough job. I don't, I don't mean it in a malicious way, but let's say the challenges that you have, because over the years you've been working with each and every legislature and that continues on. Right. And doesn't matter what, you know, political side people are on, there are new legislatures that are made up of different parties. And that's really what it's all about and what really makes our country go around. And, um, you know, you've, you've worked so flawlessly with all of these legislatures, really realizing that the importance has nothing to do with the political party. The importance has to do with what's important for the progress of the county. And I don't think you get enough thanks for that, and I hope you realize how appreciated you are for that. Well, thank you. I I look at it as just a continuation of what I've always done as a professional, which is put my own feelings aside. 
on whatever it is. Obviously, you have to have ethical and moral standards, but in terms of what I believe should be happening or shouldn't be happening in and around Sullivan County, that is far, far second to what the legislators, who the voters put into office, believe should be happening. I'm appointed to the job I was hired by the county manager. The legislators and our other elected officials, they were chosen by the voters, and the voters are saying to me and to the rest of the county staff, you've got to work with these folks and follow the policies that they're going to set. And all those years of listening to other people talk and telling their stories, not my story, their story, helps me with this as well, because now I get to work with all of these legislators and other elected officials and provide the information that they feel is important for taxpayers to know. But the cool thing that happens with that is when you build that trust, they allow you to also make decisions on putting that information out there. On a day-to-day basis, no one's telling me, put this out, don't put this out. I I know what needs to go out there, and I, I know what the taxpayer needs and wants to know. Uh, but it also means that when I'm working with legislators, there's, a, there's just a, a great relationship there of tell me what it is that you want me to, to put out to the, the people of the county, and they'll also come back to me and say, and, and what do you think about this? So yeah. it's been very satisfying that way. But just so that there's no confusion about this, to be very clear, I am not a policymaker with the county. Like I said, I work with the policymakers. And if they say we want to put this message out there, I've got to find the right way to put that out there. So yeah. it's a great symbiotic relationship. You do a great job. And let me be clear on something else Dan said. Um, there, as far as this program, when it comes to ethical and moral standards, what are you talking about? I, I throw them out the window. Silberto and friends. What can I say to be on the radio? Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday, January 2nd for Silberto and friends of 2024. I'm Paul Silberto. And with our Sullivan County update, director of communications, Dan Houston, like we said earlier, big day today for uh, Sullivan County. It is, actually. Uh, We have the legislature being sworn in, all nine legislators, new and returning, being sworn in today at 10 a.m. You can tune in live or watch it after the fact on our website, SullivanNY.us. You're welcome to come in person as well, although it might be standing room only. We'll see. Uh, About 10, 15, 10, 30, they'll get into their business meeting, their reorganizational meeting. I expect that'll be the only business they conduct today. Will that that also be uh, available to view? Yes. Yes. And I expect that that's where they'll pick the chair and the vice chair, which a lot of people have been looking forward to finding out who that's going to be, yours truly included. Uh, But I also want to mention that uh, we had a swearing in yesterday, I believe it was, of our county clerk, Russell Reeves. He ran unopposed this past election. He was sworn in by Jim Farrell, our county court judge. And tomorrow there will be a swearing in ceremony for our district attorney, Brian Connody, who also ran unopposed, but now he can take the acting off of his title, and he's just district attorney. So congratulations to both those men. I've worked with both of them for some time now and look forward to continuing to work with them. So his business card now, instead of saying acting district attorney, it says just district attorney? Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Just district okay. attorney? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, if you're listening, it's a it's district attorney. Dan's fault. 
Um, so also we have uh, some other interesting things going on. If you still have a Christmas tree and you're like, eh, what am I going to do with this thing? We'll take it off your hands for free. We actually recycle them. We mulch or uh, chip them up at our transfer stations, turn them into mulch that we use on our trails and along flower beds, and really to beautify the county. So uh, you want to put that tree to good use, just bring it when you come to any of our transfer stations, and we will take it off your hands. No charge to you. We have a new tax lookup site that the county treasurer, Nancy Buck, has put into action. It's available through her page on the county website. And you will first come, I've been telling people, when you click on it, you will first come to a login page. Don't let that dissuade you. The login information actually was right where you clicked. Uh, Some people have missed it, but it's Sullivan-Public as the username and just public as the password. And then that gets you into this system where you can look up taxes that are due and owed, taxes that have been paid. And it will give you all sorts of information, not only at a county level, but at a town level. And each of the townships in the county will also have their own portal into this. So you can access this website through your local town website as well. We have Nalox boxes available. If you don't know what a Nalox box is, that is a box that is mounted on a wall that is uh, containing naloxone, which the brand name is called Narcan. This is what brings people back from potentially lethal overdoses, especially with fentanyl and other opioids. We want to put these throughout Sullivan County. We've got probably over a hundred of nearly 200 of these boxes already placed. So you might have seen one. They have what looks like one of those uh, flashing lights you'd see on top of a police car that sits on top of them. It's just so that when it opens, uh, there's a light that goes on, lets people know that it's been opened uh, because it's to be used in an emergency. We mount them. We uh, maintain them. We refresh them as necessary. It includes naloxone kits and information on getting help, finding recovery, for those who are dealing with addiction. But of course, we have a huge opioid issue in Sullivan County, and we want to be able to save lives wherever these overdoses would occur. So if you have a business or a public place and you're interested in having one of these Nalox boxes, give a call to 845-292-0100 and talk to Camille O'Brien. Ask for Camille, and she will make sure that you get a Nalox box in that location, and we take care of all of it. It doesn't cost anything. Also, our food scrap recycling pilot program is still going on. We uh, have signed up about 250, 280 people for it. We want to sign up a full 400 so that we can say to the state, listen, we've got such demand for food scrap recycling, for composting in Sullivan County, that we will build our own facility here if you just give the permission to us to do so. But we need people to be a part of that food scrap recycling program. I know you've been talking about getting that amount of people so you can do Mm -hmm. just what you said. Is there a timeline... For that, Dan, I mean, should should people sign up quickly? What's what's the situation? By the spring, by the spring. Oh, okay. So okay. I, but but listen, the earlier the better, because listen, you shouldn't be throwing your food scraps away. They will just end up in a landfill, and they will decompose and create a very potent greenhouse gas called methane that will just or somebody will have to flare off uh, at their landfill. It'll do nobody no good whatsoever. We want that so that we can turn it into compost. Right now, we're shipping it to Ulster County, but if there's enough demand. 
will have the composting facility, and it'll be something that'll be a revenue generator for Sullivan County and also just be good for the environment. And create a little bit of employment, too. Yeah, it will. Mm -hmm. Last thing, and this is really cool and really exciting. We are going at the County Museum this Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. be displaying the original bagel-making machine. Louis Wachinski, if I pronounce his name correctly, uh, created it, invented it, and he's from Hurleyville. And, of course, our county museum's in Hurleyville, so what better place to display it? Jeff Siegel, who helped create the Bagel Festival, had made sure that it got from where it had been housed originally to the county museum. So we've, uh, we're dusting it off and bringing it out so that people can see. I don't know yet. They haven't told me whether it'll actually be in operating mode or not. But my understanding is this isn't always out on display. So this Sunday... 2 to 4 p.m., County Museum. You will see the bagel-making machine. You'll learn some history about it. There will also be food and refreshments. I'm sure there will be bagels there. And there will also be some music as well. Now, on Monday the 15th, it is uh, National It's Bagel Day. That's why they timed it for this. And we will be broadcasting Celebrito and Friends live from the museum oh, in Hurleyville that morning. Yeah. Wonderful. Very excited about that. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Really excited about that. So, all right, a lot going on throughout Sullivan County. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for Sullivan County. One, two, three. Birthdays, shout outs on Catskills News Talk 92.5-94.9. Happy birthday to George Schmidt from our sister station, Classic Hits. Happy birthday, old man. <laughs> we, are, we are now in, as I told George, the beginning of the nine months of the year when George is one year older than me. <laughs> you got a birthday today. You're celebrating with TV host Jack Hanna. He is 76. Gabrielle Cartier, Beverly Hills 90210, is 52. Tia Carrera is 56 today. Cuba Gooding Jr. is 55. Got a birthday, got a celebration, let us know about it. We will let everybody know about it. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, click shout out, get your info to us. We'll get it on for you at Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. Dan Hoost has Catskills News Talk 92.5, 94.9 weather. Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 weather. It'll be sunny today with a high of 38. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 23. Partly sunny tomorrow, high of 37. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, low of 26. Partly sunny on Thursday, a high of 35. Sunny on Friday, high of 31. Currently, it is still 21 degrees, but the sun is rising in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. Tell me, what do you think of the traffic problem? What do you think of the marriage problem? What do you think of at night when you go to bed, you beat? Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning at 7.58. Now I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. On this Tuesday morning, and again, Dan, a, a rather busy day today, to say the least, for Sullivan County. It's an exciting new day, yes. We have a new legislature taking its seats today, and uh, I think a lot of interesting things will happen from that. And right off the bat, we'll find out who the chair and the vice chair will be, but who knows what else is in store for today. Now, so. um, we can watch all the proceedings yes, if we can. can't be there in person, correct? Yeah. 
SullivanNY.us, and then just click on Watch Legislative Meetings. It will take you right to it. You can click on the video. You can either watch it live, or if you are not able to watch it live, you can watch it after the fact. And I expect the this meeting will be an interesting one. A lot of sort of pro forma things, you know, picking official newspapers and banks and things like that, but it also will be who's going to lead the legislature. And if it's contested, there's usually some interesting debate and discussion mm-hmm. about that. Now, so. you can go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, the click list, and uh, click on the logo for Sullivan mm-hmm. County. Yes, and, you can. Uh, check out that site, as Dan had mentioned. Hey, watch what's going on. Yes. It's going on for you. Yep. You know, so it's important. check it out. Coming up next hour here on Silberto and Friends, more with Dan, who's Director of Communications, Sullivan County. We will have our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Barbie Newman-Marty has our Boys and Girls Club update. And Hope Fletcher joins us talking about the Holocaust Survivor Project that's coming up. It's all next hour here on Silberto and Friends. I have heard you on the radio. Put one hand on your radio. Our show is reality. I don't have to read, act, or think. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Turn on that radio and back here. We can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Put one hand on your radio. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, I'm Paul Silberto. It's 8.07. Coming up this hour here on Silberto and Friends, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther with our weekly conversation. Barbie Newman-Marty has our Boys and Girls Club update. We're going to speak with Hope Fletcher about um, a Holocaust survivor project. And that's coming up. Dan Hoost is here, Director of uh, Communications. Sullivan County. Again, thanks for being here on this Tuesday morning, Dan. Glad to be here. Kicking off uh, another year of uh, first Tuesday of the month, guest co-hosting duties. Something I look forward to, even though I have to get up so early. Well, just realize you're here this morning. That means you're now contractually obligated. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to point that out to you. Remember, I'm going to tell you, once you're in, you can't get out. All right. <laughs> but it's a warm embrace, right? Well, there you yeah. go. And um, by the way, the plaque hasn't arrived yet. Okay. Um, for that chair that you're on, uh-huh. uh, outgoing uh, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty ordered a Dan Hoos Memorial oh, Shimmy yeah. Chair plaque. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Dan Shimmy in his way with uh, Catskills News Talk 92.594 weather this morning. Yeah, nobody ever gets to see that. <clears throat> no, we're so. well. Well, we told you there's a lot, a lot of things going on for 2024. Pretty soon, pretty soon, people will be able to get to see the Shimmy. So I'll have to put my makeup on in the morning, right? I would right? strongly you know? suggest you do. All it is is a little shine on my head. Put on so. your makeup, smile, comb your hair. <laughs> Put on your makeup, yeah. smile, you know. <laughs> We're all set. So, 2023, rather an interesting year to say the least. It and, was. Uh, um, I had such a blast, and I still can't thank you enough. I still have folks from back in the old country talk about it. The uh, the time over Fourth of July weekend that we took mm-hmm. a trip back to the old country, and you did the video where we hit a lot of my old uh, pizza haunts and. Out of the blue, because we didn't have really a chance to set it up. I mean, you know, we had my son and uh, Trevor there, his boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then 
We also had uh, my uh, my good friend Cindy that was with us, mm-hmm. but we didn't really have a chance to set up other people. But we kept running into but you people. You kept running into folks you knew. For yeah. People that I haven't seen in one case, the one gentleman, thirty some years. Yep. That I hadn't seen him. It was such. It was so cool. And again, I can't thank you and and Will enough for that. Oh, it was fun. Well, of course, too. We were in the heart of Old Forge there, the pizza <laughs> capital of the world. Uh, although their pizza is a little different from the pizza I grew up with. Yeah, I know but, it is. Uh, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I really do enjoy the history of that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scranton Wilkesbury area is just full of uh, railroad history, yeah, which railroad is one I'm a huge history, fan yeah. of. Well, then they're linked. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. the the coal is what created the the railroads. Yeah. Really, the the need for it, the demand for it. So, I've done some more exploring around there since, and uh, it it's also just it feels like a community, like yeah. a, people who are bonded together by, you know, shared struggles but also shared successes. And they have such a strong cultural identity there, but a mix of cultures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Greek, Polish, Italian. It's fascinating to me. It's interesting. And there's, I think, uh, see if you agree with that, there, in this area, there, there's there's a mix of culture, but there is a mix of, um, let's say, religious culture. Yes. Okay? Yes. In, in Northeast Pennsylvania, there's more of a mix of ethnic culture yes. versus religious culture, which is interesting. Yes. You know? Yeah, and it's fascinating to just see there's there's different ethnically themed parades that yes. go on. Yeah. Um the uh, well the pizza is just one of the different kinds of foods there that I think is is sort of really unique well, to that area. Well, in this so. uh, in this area and I'll never forget you 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 talked about it before and we mentioned about doing my show from the uh, museum in Hurleyville on the 15th Bagel Day. Um with now the Bagel Festival when Jeff Siegel first came in to the show talking about the bagel festival i said something tells me that down the road this could become what the tomato festival is back in uh, northeast pennsylvania mm-hmm. back in the old country in pittston mm-hmm. and that now is a one two three day event attracting upwards of 40 50 60,000 people yep which had its humble beginnings as well but again you've got the tomato festival You've got the Kabasi Festival. You've got the Pierogi Festival. You've got the Italian Festival. So it's right. What you said is so true. And that those are it's it's more the ethnic and the ethnic um, culture and food that's featured. Yeah, you know, and and it's stuck around for decades. It's been improved upon, refined upon, but it still feels very authentic. And I, I just I very much enjoy going there. And of course. Thanks to the office, uh, Scranton really got put on the map in a way I don't think it had been before. It's funny, you watch that series, sometimes it doesn't necessarily reflect Scranton or office culture in a very good light at all. And yet it has become such a beloved part of the community fabric there, I'm sure brought a lot of people who have discovered the area you grew up in for all the wonderful things that it has there. So it really is fun. I don't know if you realize it, but a lot of times in in many of the uh, episodes... You can see um, bumper stickers of radio stations of our sister stations, you know, from that area. I've noticed that. So it first caught my attention when it first came out, and then they went for that booze cruise on Lake Wallen Pawpack. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Then I looked, I was like, that's not Lake Wallen Pawpack. That's someplace out in California. Exactly. But still, that's no palm trees on Lake Wallen Pawpack. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it really is yeah. something that I think has brought a new appreciation, strangely enough, for the Scranton Wilkesbury area. And I encourage yeah. folks, if you haven't been out there, it, it's a really great trip. It's only a, an hour, hour and a half yeah. away. And you should go to Old Forge way. and try <laughs> some of their what they call pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw the big pin. That said, pizza yes. capital of the uh-huh. world. <laughs> so, uh-huh. And like I said, it was so, uh, so cool, um, unplanned to just run into so many people that I haven't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it was really. It's uh, what makes it a special community, though, to be able to do that. Yeah. I think we have that here in Sullivan County, too. Oh, there, You go to the post office no or the restaurant yeah. and you run into people that you know. And it's like, hey, what are you doing here? But uh, you realize, of course, they're there. It's part of the community. Look, we talk about all the great things, and you know, we're talking about back in the old country, northeast Pennsylvania. And I'll say it, and uh, said it a million times. I will say it again. What blew me away from almost day one here, as an outsider in the Sullivan County area, was the amazing um, heart that people here have when it comes to helping out. Those that are in need, whether it be organizations, charities, individuals, whatever the case. And uh, I have not been in an area that can surpass this area when it comes to that. And that's why um, for 18 years, I'm so honored to say that this is now my home. Well, we have people in Sullivan County who could live anywhere in the world. Yep. Anywhere in the world, they have that money. They're very accomplished folks, very wealthy folks. They've chosen to live here. And they prefer to be here as often as possible. I've talked to several uh, people who names you would recognize, but uh, they've uniformly said they find folks here to be authentic. Whether that's in a negative or positive fashion, you know, because we could be authentically angry as well as we could be authentically friendly. But it's authentic. It is not superficial. It is not artificial. We are the real deal here. What you see is what you get. And that is very attractive to people, like I said, who could live anywhere in the world, but they feel that we're genuine, we're sincere. And I really appreciate that here. Very, very well put. Coming up on 816 now, Dan, authentically shimmying with Catskills (laughs) News Talk, 92.5-94.9 weather. Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today, we're going to have a lot of sunshine and a little bit of a shimmy. A uh, high of 38. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 23. Uh, try not to. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a high of 37. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, but a low of 26. Thursday, partly sunny, high of 35. Friday, really sunny, high of 31. I think it's sunny right now and warming up 25 degrees here in Sullivan and the Catskills. Silberto and friends. You guys are the best. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. Coming up on 820, I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoos is here, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. And we uh, we tell you that if you miss Silberto and friends, or if you just want to listen back, you can find Silberto and friends, the podcast, wherever you get your podcast now. Be listening for the Foster Supply Hospitality Word of the Week. In the current episode of Silberto and Friends, the podcast, you can go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, click on the Foster Supply logo, identify the word, 
you could win a $50 gift certificate from Foster Supply Hospitality. Check out all that Foster Supply Hospitality has to offer at fostersupplyco.com. And listen to Silberto and Friends, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's go to the Catskills News Talk line now. Saying good morning, and uh, once again, we had a chance to chat with her a little while ago. Now we're getting a chance to catch up again. It's Hope Fletcher. Hope, good morning. How are you? Good morning, and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. It's good to talk to you. Hope, uh, we're talking about the Holocaust Survivor Project. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the project, and then we'll get into some of the details on how our listeners may be able to get involved. Thank you so much. So we are putting together a a Survivor of the Holocaust, a Children of Survivor program to have people in our community meet and greet the people in our community who are survivors of the Holocaust or who are children of survivors because they witness history and we want to have the opportunity to hear directly from them and capture them before the life cycle, unfortunately, um, is too late. And, you know, they are firsthand experiences are so important to us understanding and having knowledge and being able to respect and respond to what they witnessed as part of history. Now, what's the timeline on all this coming to uh, fruition? So in March, the program will be at the Ethelbert B. Crawford Public Library. Uh, Mary Page and Mariana are putting together three different evening events. And then from May to June, there will be an exhibit and an opportunity for the meet and greets at the Liberty Museum and Arts Center. And then in September, we have two weekends at the Sullivan County Historical Society Museum in Hurleyville. Now, Hope, other than folks uh, being at the exhibits, where are we at at this point on how our, uh, our listeners can get involved? So listeners can get involved by sharing if they know of a survivor of the Holocaust or if they are a child of a survivor and they wish to share their stories, please reach out. Um, Also, listeners can get involved if they have a piece of poetry or prose or something that they would like to put on exhibit and display. Also, they can come and attend. And at each of the events, we will have materials that they can use to write something, a word, a poem, create a painting, a piece of art that will then be on display at each of the subsequent locations. And finally, if listeners would like to donate, we are fundraising so that we can supply everything um, to people who attend and also provide you know, thank yous to the, our special guests as they come because there's so much that they are sharing. Now, Hope, where uh, where can our listeners go to get more information, to maybe uh, make a donation? What's the best place uh, to go to? So the best place to go to would be the website, www.hopescompass.org. So H-O-P-E-S-C-O-M-P-A-S-S dot org. And the fund is also set up through the Community Foundation of Orange and Sullivan. So that's on their website, Hope's Compass Project, CFOSNY.org. Now, Hope, how are things going as far as the gathering of the material, of uh, the, uh, the information that you were talking about? How, how have things uh, gone so far? 
So, so far, since we started in October with the Dove Daffodil Dash in uh, Creekside Park in Liberty, we have 70 canvases that were made over the course of three days. And I'll be working with Thomas Boskett and some of the students at the St. John Street School in Monticello to arrange those into montages that will then be hung and be able to be on display at each of the locations. So this is an evolving exhibit. And we are hoping that through participation of people of all ages, through getting in contact with survivors and children of survivors, and also through the generosity of listeners, that we will be able to bring all of this to fruition throughout the county and then continue it onwards. Wow. Okay, once again, as we wrap this up, go through the uh, the dates and the location again of, uh, of the exhibits when things really get started. So there are three programs on different dates in March at the Ethelbert B. Crawford Public Library in Monticello. Those will be evenings from 5.30 to 7. And then May, the middle of May till June at the Liberty Museum and Arts Center in Liberty. And then the weekend of September 12th and the weekend of September 28th at the Sullivan County Historical Society Museum in Hurleyville. Now, Hope, I know you're doing uh, so much work already, but I'm going to put you to work one more time. Um, sure. If you haven't done already, please go to uh, CatskillsNewsTalk.com. Click what's happening. Click where it says add an event. Get us all the information so we can get in, that information out not only here on Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9, but on our uh, sister stations uh, from uh, Bold Gold New York as well, because this is such an important project that's coming up. And again, um, the uh, website right now that our listeners can go to for more information and to donate is? www.hopescompass.org. All right, and you can also go to Community Foundation of Orange and Sullivan, and uh, you can uh, click on... Um, the Hope. Compass Project Fund. Fantastic. Hope, thank you for joining us again this morning. We will get a chance to get together again, either prior to or as the project continues. Um, but again, let's hope a lot get involved with, you know, not only the donations, but really the information that really bring this project alive. And thank you for all that you're doing, Hope. And like I said, we'll catch up again. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you to all the listeners, and have a wonderful day. You Hi too. To <laughs> thank you, Hope. Bye. We do appreciate it. Again, uh, it's the Holocaust Survivor Project that's coming up. Hope Fletcher, we'll get a chance to talk more with Hope, like I said, as we get closer and throughout the project as, uh, as things move forward. But there's a couple ways that right now you can get involved. And then something important uh, history-wise and Again, when you realize that there are so many, uh, so many local people that have those uh, the memories or situations that occurred, it's it's something important. And if those aren't told now, as Hope said, yeah. they could be lost. And it's crucially important the upcoming generations hear this information. That's it a good really point. Is. Very good point. So if you can get involved, get involved. Coming up on eight twenty eight now. Good morning, Silberto and friends. You, you, him, her. Day mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, Silberto and friends. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County, on this Tuesday morning. 
And it's time for our Liberty Rotary Club update. Great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. It's Barbie Newman Marty. Good morning, Barbie. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Doing well. It's good to talk to you this morning. A new year. Um, but still the old work being done by the Liberty Rotary Club. It never stops, does it? You know, un- unfortunately, it doesn't ever stop. Yesterday, I went to our Rotary clothing shed, and I must have spent close to an hour in there because we have so many generous and kind people that are just donating all their used clothing um, and do- dropping it off in our Rotary shed. So if anyone's out there, and you know, you got all these wonderful Christmas gifts and you need to make room in your closets, Clean out your closets, put it in a garbage bag, a tote bag, and there's a rotary shed right in Liberty, right behind the Panda Parlor, right behind that car wash there in the corner of the lot where you can drop off all your clothes. So that's just one of the so many different things that the Rotary Club is working on. Yeah. Um, we're out there distributing packets for the Heartathon because, as you know, it's tis the season for the Heartathon and Heart Health is coming up awareness. It should be all year round, but we really make a major push and we sell those heart cards. And so um, they are being distributed and we have a winter raffle that we're in the process of um, selling out. Every year we sell out of this winter raffle. We only sell a hundred tickets, but the prizes are quite incredible. So if anyone wants to support the club in that way, um, please reach out to someone in our membership, uh, <clears throat> Paul Silberto, and he'll tell you how to get your tickets. So yeah, there's a lot of cool things going on. We have a blood drive on February 16th, and I'm not sure, you know, if all your listeners listeners are aware, but the blood sh- there's such a blood shortage going mm-hmm. on everywhere. And, um, you know, if you can't donate, just encourage others to donate, and that's happening um, on February 16th. Um, and if you need to learn more about that, reach out to a Rotarian, <clears throat> Paul Silberto. And- <laughs> Yeah, there's just so many things that are going on right now in the club. But what I'm most proud to say about the Liberty Rotary Club is myself and Judy Siegel. We are the chair people to the membership committee. And we're always trying to recruit new members and and teach people about the club so they can learn more about um, being part of a service organization. Because oftentimes in service, it's so good for your community and the world around you, but it's also good for you. And if anyone listening is interested in joining a club or learning more about Rotary, please reach out to myself, Judy Siegel. There's a Monticello Rotary Club. There's Lori James, Les Chris, Livingston Manor, Diane Babich. There's many people that could tell you, Paul Silberto, about Rotary. So, yeah, that's one of the best parts of Rotary, I think, is being part of that membership committee. Yep. And you can also find out more by attending a meeting every Wednesday at at, uh, Yasu Cafe. Yes, and that's always a good time. So, Barbie, I appreciate the update for Liberty Rotary Club. Um, Again, great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. And one of the best ways that our listeners can get more information is by going to CatskillsNewsTalk.com and clicking on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. Happy New Year, Barbie. We'll catch up next week, all right? Thank you. Happy New Year. And, Dan, if you're ever interested in Rotary, I'm your go-to girl for it, okay? (laughs) All right. Good to know. Yes. There you go. Barbie Newman-Marty, our Liberty Rotary Club update on this Tuesday morning. Coming up on 837 now. Good morning. Silberto and friends. Do I have time to pee? Don't laugh. This is serious. (laughs) Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto, Dan Hoots, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. On this Tuesday morning, coming up on 842... 
And it's Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther on the Catskills News Talk Line, our weekly conversation. Happy New Year, Assemblywoman. Happy New Year to all and a healthy one and a very great New Year. We we need it. We need it after all the things we've gone through, COVID, etc. And um, so I have an announcement just. Uh, all the mayors and any legislators that need something or have a request from the New York State Assembly, the state government, that they should be calling our offices now because all of the asks have to be in early if we want to get a line item in the budget. So I think that's very important. Dan, you'll take care of that? Absolutely. I'll make sure they know. Yeah, because if we are, need any uh, capital money, et cetera, and you need a line item in the budget, you need to make the phone call uh, now. And so even mayors, if they have anything they need, they need to give a call sooner than later so that we can start um, asking the speaker to see that and also to make it sure it's a line item in the budget. Last year, we did very, very well. I've been bringing home a lot of taxpayer money, and I will continue to do that. <laughs> to say the least, you definitely fight for us. There's no doubt about that. And it's very, yeah, very much appreciated. The, Center, the $2 million there, start that, that project, and we'll have a new Strobel Center. That was a great thing that we, I was able to get for the community, and it, it needed it for a long time. Um, is, is, it, is it fair to ask if there are um, a few top items on your list that you will be uh, shooting for as the, uh, the new year begins? Well, you know, first of all, I have to get there tomorrow and figure out exactly what kind of legislation is going to be there. Secondly, you know, I always work on capital projects. That's that's another important. As far as legislatively, um, I'm, I'm actually making the list as we speak uh, to put in, and we'll see. And that I should have it in front of me, but I don't. But if you want, next week we can talk about important legislation. But sure. most of the legislation comes from, you know, from towns and villages. You know, if they have to increase taxes, if there's any changes that they need. So a lot of the local legislation comes from people in our communities. Uh, Joe DiStefano was great. Then they also asked for capital projects. So that's why I'm asking now that people, you know, get in touch with me and tell me what they need, what legislation they need, if they're increasing or decreasing taxes, uh, any anything like that, or any kind of land issues they have. So they need to call, and we get the legislation ready. We check with them and see if it's what, exactly what they need or want, and then I go from there. Now, what's... Last year I did about... I passed about, you know, 30 pieces of legislation so far. Um, so far, I think 11 have been signed into law. Wonderful. What's the yeah. uh, the best number to contact you or a representative from your office? Yeah. So 845-794-5807. So I do have some new people in the office. We had one that left. And so I have a, um, a, a gentleman named Cody, he's phenomenal. And I have another young man coming in today. Rachel is still here. Gina's here. My um, other folks are here. Nancy Kane, uh, she's a volunteer. Colleen Cook is a volunteer. Uh, I also have Honora Wall is here part-time. So we have a lot of people busy. And the last one is a gentleman named Kelly. And uh, Terry, excuse me, and he's phenomenal. He's been in the uh, 
political world for years and years and years. So he's helping me with the legislative part of my job. All right. And again, uh, we appreciate the updates every week. Look forward to, uh, again, continued updates oh, when you're here. I forgot Rachel. I forgot Rachie. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, no one can forget Rachel. No, no, right. n- not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. All right. Bye. All right. We'll catch up next week. Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther, our weekly conversation. Silberto and Friends. A combustible cast of characters. They belong together like H and 2O. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 849. I'm Paul Silberto. Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. Happy that you are here with us on this Tuesday morning for Silberto and Friends of 2024. It's Catskills News Conversations. Here's Mike Sakel. We are starting off a brand new year of 2024, speaking this morning with Bold Gold New York General Manager Dawn Corsiari. We thought we might take a look at what was a pretty incredible 2023 and take a little peek at some of the happenings over the next uh, few months as we get into the new year. Hello, Dawn. Hi, Mike. (laughs) You know, it was quite a banner year for Bold Gold Media, and in particular, Bold Gold New York. Of course, we have to start off with the launch of our brand new Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 as really a pivotal event in the last year. It really was. It really was. I mean, 2023 was really incredible on so many levels. That was one of the, the major highlights. I joined Bold Gold Media in 2012. And it was then that, you know, Vince, our president and CEO, had said that there were plans to launch uh, this station. And so to have it finally come to life last year was was really incredible. You know, to have it also be the home of, of one of our major morning shows, Silberto and Friends, is fantastic. And then, of course, we were able to bring back Therese Quinn, who was in the market in radio years ago, and uh, she has come back to the Morning Rumble on Thunder 102, creating another live local morning show. Besides the brand new station, we actually refreshed all three of our music stations. They have a new sound, freshened music, lots of new shows. There's quite a great variety in our market for local radio. Yes, and I know the emphasis has always been on local. That's what it's all about. We've got the lineup, uh, Uh and uh, it's something that I think the the audience definitely responds to. Absolutely, and, you know, even the shows we have that are considered syndicated, the choices that we make are very, very specific, and we choose shows that really reflect the area and where we have a specific relationship with the hosts of those shows. And even though they might not be necessarily right in our backyard per se, they are very much regional in a lot of ways and, and very much familiar with our audiences and our in our area. So then we have incredible local staff from Paul Liberto, Eddie Wilson, Therese Quinn, Jen Clark. There's, there's something for everybody. Now, one of the reasons we said you and I were going to chat is uh, to sort of pull back the curtain a little bit on some of the happenings for 2024. Many of our listeners, of course, are familiar with the big event that will be coming up just over the course of the next uh, month and a half or so, and that is, of course, the 98.3 WSUL Hardathon. That's right. It's our 46th year, and uh, we are incredibly proud to continue to carry on the tradition of that 
great event. Uh, this year, it's coming up on February 16th at Resorts World Catskills. We are, again, benefiting education, treatment, and prevention of heart disease locally in Sullivan County. And uh, we have an incredible committee that have really that have mostly been with the event for many, many years and continue to make it a huge success. So, And last year was one of our largest years. So we are looking forward to the 46th year being even bigger and better. And then we always have our Thunder 102 Country Cares for St. Jude Kids Radiothon, which comes up later in the year. And those are our two anchor fundraisers and the community really rallies around both of them and they're incredible community events run by local committees so we're really excited about that also we're going to be focusing a lot on our podcasting we have a lot of our shows and a lot of our features are actually available on podcast our Catskills News Pod and our Catskills News Daily you're also able to hear a lot of Ciliberto and Friends on podcast really our company as a whole has something over 20 some podcasts that can be listened to at um, radiobowl.com but we're going to be really making our podcast site bigger and better this year and then really exciting we're going to have a big announcement soon we actually have a partnership with bruce davidson at the liberty theater and we are going to be launching something really really special at the liberty theater that we will be telling everybody about pretty soon so lots of great stuff we never stop we're always trying to figure out what's next for bold gold and we're always trying to be bold and this year is going to be no different no doubt an exciting 2024 dawn corsiari general manager bold gold new york thank you so much for the conversation that's catskills conversations i'm mike sakel it's coming up on 855 now five till nine winding down celebrate and friends on this tuesday morning i'm paul celebrate Director of Communications, Sullivan County, Dan Hoost. And again, Dan, let's uh, let's recap what's happening today, a big day in Sullivan County. Today is all nine legislators of the new uh, legislature will be seated. They'll be sworn in at 10 a.m. this morning, and then shortly thereafter, they will go into their reorganizational meeting. Both are open to the public. Everyone's invited to come in person to the government center or to watch online, either live or after the fact. They will choose the leadership of the legislature, including the chair and the vice chair. They may make some decisions about committee meetings as well. Uh, And, of course, a whole bunch of other pro forma kind of things like official banks and papers, that kind of thing. Uh, But just a shout out, too, to our other elected officials. Our uh, returning county clerk, Russell Reeves, was sworn in for another term yesterday. And tomorrow, our district attorney, Brian Connolly, will be sworn in. He will now be able to drop the acting uh, part of his title because uh, he has actually been duly elected to that position. Congratulations to him. And I'm sure you'll be talking to him. I think he comes in here yep. fairly regularly. Second, uh, second Friday so of every month. Yep. I'm sure he'll have more to talk about. So congratulations to him as well. I look forward to working with all these folks. Uh, they're who the voters have said uh, this is the people that we trust, the people that we want in these positions. Uh, And I'm here to make sure that voters know what they're doing and how they're doing it. But I also encourage voters and taxpayers to pay attention to these meetings, to go on SullivanNY.us, available through the click list you guys have here, Mm -hmm. and watch these legislative meetings. You do not have to watch them live. We have all of them archived going back several years. So if you miss one or you want to see just a particular part of one, 
It's easy enough to do. You do not have to sit through the whole meeting. You can just watch the part that is of particular interest to you. And I encourage, it's part of my job, is to get people to engage with their county government uh, in both uh, the exciting things like the bagel making machine uh, event coming up this uh, Sunday at the County Museum at two o'clock, the display of that, or uh, things where you, you want to come to the legislature to express concerns or complaints about things is to be able to give you the information you need to know so that you can have an intelligent discussion with the folks at the county level that you need to. Yeah. And again, Take advantage of the fact that you can actually view these things. Like Dan said, if you can't, don't get a chance to view them live, you can view them through archives. I tell people an informed population is an empowered population. Mm-hmm. It is. Very well put. Well, I thank you um, for being here this morning. And I look forward to another year of these uh, Tuesdays when you're in as guest co-host, bringing special guests with you as the year goes on. Looking forward to you it. Know, so, and, uh, and again, our updates... Um, on a once-a-week basis as well. Mm-hmm. So. I'll still be here. And Dan mentioned the uh, the uh, the event coming up at the uh, Hurleyville Museum with the uh, talking with the bagel machine. Well, Silberto and friends live on the uh, Monday the fifteenth. We'll be broadcasting from the museum in Hurleyville on uh, National Bagel Day. Very cool. Very cool. Talking about the uh, upcoming bagel festival in mm-hmm. August. So we're all excited about that. So thank you again, my friend. I'm always glad to be here. Looking forward to another year with you on the radio here. Catch up again on Tuesday. Okay. Coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends, Lindsay, we will be here. Lindsay, the commissioner, Monticello Joint Fire District volunteer member, Monticello Fire Department, vice president, Monticello Fire Department. We will speak with State Senator Peter Oberacher talking about a bill with the firefighters in mind. we we'll get a chance to uh, catch up on that tomorrow. Ray Pucci has our Delaware County update. Joanne Giroux has our monthly care update. Find out what's happening at the shelter. Cindy Ray talks about what's happening on the pages of the Hancock Herald. Audrey Garrow with our A Single Bite update. And it's our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro. It's all happening tomorrow here on Silberto and Friends. And remember, check out Silberto and Friends, the podcast. More details on how you can win a $50 gift certificate from Foster Supply Hospitality. You can check it out wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for being here on this Tuesday morning, the first Silberto and Friends of 2024. We will get together again tomorrow um, a little bit after 6. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9.